Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are still in Louisville, Kentucky at the ATA Show 2019. This is going to be the last episode of the ATA version of the Browning Trail Cameras Takeover of the Break TV. So we're going to have an inter interesting twist here for this last segment. And I'm actually going to hand over the host range to the real host of the Break TV's podcast, Mr. Derek Dernberger. And he and I are going to sit here and visit about something that a lot of you have been asking for already on social media. And we're going to talk about Browning Trail Cameras for 2019. Yes, I kind of enjoyed, just a side note, I did kind of enjoy just listening to you this whole, this whole time. Your professional radio voice, it's been really nice. Well, but I, I was going to say I appreciate that, but I'm running out of words, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm happy to take the reins once again. So, Tom, we've gotten, since we've been doing talking to your partners and yep. the TV people, a lot of the comments that I've been getting is, tell us about the cameras. So here we are. Yes, sir. And I get a lot of questions on the various models, and there's different models in the series. So let's yep. start with you giving us the 30,000-foot look at the Browning Trail Cameras family. Yep. Uh, the easiest way to look at our line of cameras, if you're in the market or if you've had some of the Browning Trail Cameras in the past, I tell people the easiest way to look at our camera line is to look at it, just break it down into five simple pieces. And, the, and from there, you can make your decision. The Command Ops series of cameras, those are our entry-level cameras. You can get those for around the $100 price point. You're still going to get uh, the, the quality pictures and everything that you're looking for, but you're going to have uh, shorter flash ranges, uh, lower resolution videos than you would typically have like versus a 1080p camera and things like that. So, that's, so Command Ops, entry-level cameras. You might see a few different ones, but they're all entry-level cameras. The next step up the rung we like to call our sub-micro series of cameras. So those are the smaller cameras that only require six AA batteries. You have the Strike Force series and you got the Dark Ops series. The reason there are two sub-micro series is the Strike Force are your standard infrared flashes. Those are the ones, and I've got an article that we've put up on the blog a couple of times, and I'm sure we'll put it up a couple of more times this year, where we talk about the infrared rays and how you measure those and why that strike force will take a more clear nighttime image than the dark ops because the dark ops is the invisible flash. Mm -hmm. So you're at 940 nanometers on your flash versus 850 on the strike force. So right. to recap, command ops, entry level. Sub-micro series, you got the strike force, which is your standard infrared. The dark ops is the small black flash camera. And would you call that the mid-range, mid-price range camera? Uh, we like to call that our, our value camera. Value camera. That's our value okay. camera. It's not going to be the high end because we've got models that have uh, more bells and whistles, higher resolution on some of the video. Uh, but that price point, what we you know what we see as far as what our consumers buy, the Strike Force and the Dark Ops are a good value. Customers are always happy with those. We like to say that hunters are really just looking for three things from a camera. We can get tied up in everything else, but they want good quality pictures and videos. They want reliability, and they want a value. And they get they, they nail that with the Strike Force and the Dark Ops series of cameras. Right. Now, above those, we have the Recon, the Recon 4 series, and we've got the Spec Ops series. Just like Strike Force and Dark Ops, the Recon Force is your standard infrared flash in the large premium-sized camera that holds eight AA batteries. And the Spec Ops 
is the black flash camera in our large premium series. Mm -hmm. So I'll back up one more time just to recap all five of the different categories of our cameras. The command ops is your entry level, our least expensive cameras. We've got the sub-micro series cameras that are our value cameras. I mean, you're really getting big-time performance in those small packages. You're getting that with strike force with your regular infrared flash. Dark ops is your black flash cameras. And then you step up to that premium size. It's still a small camera. It's only eight AA batteries. You got the recon force. So you take those cameras with your standard infrared flash. Spec ops, your black flash large premium size camera. Okay. All right. So we got a good. So that gives you the view. Like if you're looking for a camera, start with the name. Like you come to Browning Trail Cameras, you're like, I want one of your cameras. You can look at those five names and use that to begin narrowing down your options. Because once you get within those options, and I'll use the Strike Force just as an example, okay. you'll see five different series of the Strike Force. But like you and I were talking earlier, it's like when you go to buy a car, you know, do you want some more of the accessories, some more of the bells and whistles, some more of the premium performance? You can do that within that category of camera. So mm -hmm. you can buy the really high end performance Strike Force, or you can buy that base model that's really going to deliver the same thing that you need in the field. So it's just really up to you how many bells and whistles you want to put on the camera that you decide on. Right, right. All right. Um, so we got that covered. What's new this year? Uh, we'll try to get through this yep. in, a, in as concise a manner as possible. <laughs> and what <laughs> I'll, yeah, <laughs> which is sometimes a challenge for me. Uh -huh. But what I'll do is I'll use the categories. I'll go by category just as I explained those five. Yep. I'm going to start with the command ops. This year we've got two models of the command ops. That's something new. We haven't had that in the past. And people can get caught up looking at all of the, the specs and everything. You're looking at 16 megapixels on both of the cameras. You're looking at half-second trigger speeds. For me, when you want to talk about the differences, you can break it down to really two things here. You've got a small version of the command ops that only requires six AA batteries, and you've got a larger version that requires eight AA batteries. For me, ultimately, when you're looking at this, because you're talking about uh, the difference in five feet of detection and the difference in five feet on the flash range. So you're not really talking about tremendous differences there. What you're talking about, from my perspective, is battery life. Adding those two extra AA batteries is going to add a couple more thousand images to how many you can get on that command ops. So if you get down to the command ops series and you look at that, you look, you're going to ask me a question there. No, I'm just looking. I'm yeah, just if, you're, if you're going to well. do that, we've got a small version, a large version, six batteries versus eight. Okay. So the one that's got the eight batteries is going to last longer just because it's got eight batteries in it. Okay. So, you know, you can look at the specs and kind of determine for yourself. But some people want to do it like me and put that camera out in August and they don't want to have to mess with changing batteries till january right and that's what i do with my home sets at least okay and we go up to the strike force yep we'll go up to the strike force next uh this is the series of cameras that is our best-selling series of cameras year after year yep uh you know it's it's that value small sub micro camera that i was telling you about it's got the standard infrared delivers fantastic nighttime images the reliability on these cameras have been great. And I've talked about it. I've got strike forces that have been out since 2013. Yeah. It's, and it's, still going strong. It's been such a good series for us. And so we keep coming back and we're trying to improve the performance year after year, give our consumers a little bit more with each passing year. So what we've done this year, we've got the Strike Force Apex, 
which is going to be what you would call, you know, if you came out with a Mustang every year. You got a Mustang, you got a Mustang, you got a Mustang. This is that. That's it. Here comes your Mustang. We hadn't put like a set of racing tires on it yet or anything yet. <laughs> this is your Mustang. And so uh, we did increase the megapixels up to about uh, 18 megapixels on this one. We did increase the, uh, the video quality up to 900p. It's traditionally been Typically a 720p, 720p, so we're up to 900, 900p now. Uh, 100-foot flash range. Uh, trigger speed's less than a quarter second now these days on that camera. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the high points on that. Uh, yeah, I, w- I won't bore anybody with like reading down the features list here, but like I said, it's just going out and buying the New Year's Mustang. Right. All right. We also took the Pro camera, and we had had that in the line for two years without doing any upgrades to it. So we took that. Again, this is one of those things where – uh, you, you're just adding a few more bells and whistles to that Mustang you got. So you might be putting racing tires well, on The Pro was one of the best. Oh, that Pro is amazing. One of your best sellers ever, right? Yeah. But, and, and one of the reasons, and, and it's one of the things that I t- say in seminars and when people ask me about the cameras I use, I like the cameras that have the screens. Yep. And this one has the one-and-a-half-inch color monitor on it. And the reason I like it, I don't care about looking at pictures in the field so much as I like to be able to aim it. And I know it. what is in my frame yep. when I go back and check that camera. And so that, that's a nice feature on this camera that you're able to get. We did take it, uh, it's 20 megapixels now, less than a quarter second trigger speed, and we ran this one up to 900p video as well. And this one has 120-foot flash range on it. So you've got uh, lots of things here on this one that you can go on and check out on the website at browningtrailcameras.com if you want to see all of the features. But just to give you a general idea, that's some of the more bells and whistles that we've got on our Right, so this would be your higher-end yep. Mustang. Correct. And then something we did here for this year, uh, kind of a celebration, the, the fifth year that we have had the Strike Force series of cameras in place. So we got a Generation 5. Yep. It is the Mustang again with a few different bells and whistles. Okay. This one will not have the one-inch color monitor, but it does have 22 megapixel capability on images with this camera. This one goes out to 120-foot-hour flash range, and this is going to be a Strike Force model. This is going to be – you still good? Yeah. Hold on for technical here. Just the headphones. <laughs> the, Hal uh, knocked it out yesterday. Yeah, we, we can always blame everything on Hal, right? <laughs> so uh, this will be one of uh, – this will be a strike force camera that actually has 1080p. Yes. So, you know, when people ask me, we start getting into a lot of strike force models, and like I said, they're, they're all Mustangs. This is what you put on it. In this case – I would tell somebody if they liked the Strike Force camera and they like video capability and they think that's really cool, this might be the option for them because this has the 1080p option. Yes. So I, I feel like that that's, you know, again. And I wanted to talk about one thing on here. It's a question I get here at the ATA show. Yep. This one has an adjustable trigger speed. Yep. So I get asked all the time, why would you want an adjustable trigger speed? The adjustable trigger speed is to give you some flexibility in where you set the camera up because every setup is different when it comes to how the deer is acting. So if you're on a trail, like in the woods, that's really a transition area where the deer don't have any reason to stop. But that's a great place for you to put a camera, whether it's easy for you to get in and out of, whatever that may be. Set it up for a faster trigger speed because that deer is not stopping. He's coming through. You want to be able to catch that deer when he's walking through, make sure he's in frame. When you're out in a food plot or something and a deer is meandering, for lack of a better word, or mm-hmm. slowly grazing, that deer might be coming from the right-hand side of the, the frame 
and you might want to give him another half second to right. get further into frame. Because you're uh, in a lot. And maybe I'm not correct on this, but is the detection range wider than the, the touch? Frame? Yes, it's yes. like three degrees if you want to get real technical. Right. So, and you set that up because as the deer is moving through there, they're tripping it, and that 0.22 second. Right. If then it's they're in so the fast and they're ba- yeah. you know and they're barely grazing and they're not moving yeah. you know it's different. One's walking down a trail, one's just kind of grazing through the field. Slow up that trigger speed if you put yep. it up on a field because he's grazing. He doesn't have any reason to get anywhere quickly. I've gotten a lot of that where it snaps a picture on my food plot and I've got nothing in it. Yep, it's because it hit the detection yep. range and it's just sitting there. Yeah, we, that's whatever. one of the things that we preached early on when we first introduced the Browning trail cameras in thirteen even. Because there were, there were other companies that had faster trigger speeds at the time. And our conversation was that ours was the optimum speed. Because there were so many times that a deer would be walking down a trail or something. And you might get the tips of the antlers. You might get the nose. Right. And so with this feature, being able to adjust that trigger speed, you could slow it up if you need to. If, you, if you're getting a lot of noses, a lot of antlers, slow it yes. up. If you're on a trail where you're, like, maybe catching the tail. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speed that sucker up to less than a quarter of a second. So, yep. so that's the general premise of, of why you, why you would find that adjustable trigger speed to be something convenient for you. Yes, and that that feature is available on the Gen Five Strike Force. Now, this other Strike Force, it is our highest in Strike Force. So it's a Shelby, it's a Mustang right. Shelby. Yes. <laughs> We're getting right here. <laughs> This is a, our dual-lens technology. It's not new, but I did want to mention it since we were in the context of trying to like identify and differentiate all the Strike Force cameras. This particular camera is the one that comes with the dual-lens technology. Uh, you, again, you can look up all the other features, but the, what's the most important about this one is that dual-lens technology, one lens is tuned specifically for daytime imagery. The other one is specifically tuned for nighttime imagery. If you talk to somebody that's really into photography, they can elaborate some real specifics from their experience, but it does make a tremendous difference in the quality of those images and photos. Mm-hmm. So this is like the premium strike force. This is it right here. And if you really want to maximize your, I guess, cinemagraphic uh, appeal on yes. what you're getting with your images and your videos, this is this would be the camera to do that. Okay. That takes us all the way through the strike force line itself for this year uh-huh. moving forward on these next few cameras i want to mention i'll stick to like what's new for this year yes. but i did want to go all the way through the strike force line just to give everybody kind of an idea of you know why so many strike forces uh, and I, I, hopefully it helped a little bit and if not right no it definitely did but to get the features again yeah browning cameras.com yep absolutely that, but. and you can always send questions into our social media Yes. <laughs> Who's listening intently yeah. here. Our, our team of social media contributors will be more than happy to readily jump on there and engage you in dialogue and get you well informed. <laughs> okay, we're talking about dark ops here. Yep, we're going to go to dark ops. Uh, new for 2018, we have two models that are new in the dark ops line. Mm-hmm. First one is the Apex. I told you that, you know, we were looking at a Mustang with that Strike Force Apex. All of those things that I mentioned in that particular camera are the same on this one with the 18 megapixels, the nine, the 900p video. The difference you're really going to get with this one with the less, the, or the less than a quarter second trigger speed, 
This is just the black flash version of that Strike Force. The same camera, yep. just the black flash version. Yep. Which, because it's black flash, the flash range isn't going to be quite as long. Correct. But it has the same features. Correct. And uh, I will say that from a security standpoint, and I don't know if security is always the right word, surveillance might be a, a better term. Yes. But uh, people, this is the one people normally choose for that. Yes. For that application. Home security. Yep. Shed in the backyard, uh, camp house, things like that to get around it because it's small, zero flash. So that's something when you're looking for like a, 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 a inexpensive home security application. Yes. The dark ops cameras are usually the ones that fall into that mode. Yep. And then the Pro X, the dark ops Pro X, like I, again, just like the Strike Force Pro X, all of the the 20 megapixel capabilities, one and a half inch viewing screen, 900p video. Once again, you're going to shorten up the flash range a little bit, but because it's the black flash camera. Correct. Correct. Same features as the yep. Strike Force that we just talked about. All right. And, and that goes back to our original conversation. Like when you're looking for your camera, go ahead and decide what family of cameras best suits you. You're looking for a good value that's still a high performer. You're either going to be Strike Force or Dark Ops. Yep. All you got to decide, because people ask me all the time, what camera do you think I should use? I'm like, first question I've got for you do you prefer standard infrared or do you prefer black flash? And then mm-hmm. I can narrow it down like instantly. Like I cut half our camera line out yeah. of the conversation by asking that question. We've done a podcast before where we talked about application for each model. Right. And me personally, I put my dark ops, my black flashes, over a scrape, over a mock scrape, right. on a trail that a deer's walking directly into it. Yep. They won't see it. I put all my infrareds on the edges of fields, on food plots. Yep. So that that's going to cover a greater range, and I can get better pictures there. So yeah. that's that's my application. No, and I, and mine's pretty similar. That's yeah. that's about what I do. And and I and like you just said, I I like to use the standard infrared flash in the edge of larger fields. You do have the extended range on that nighttime flash, so you're seeing a little bit more. So mm-hmm. my applications are almost identical yep. to yours. All right. So now we're graduating into the. Uh, well, the, from, for the larger standard size cameras, we didn't do anything new in those, okay. but right. we will get to why okay. here in just a minute. All right. <laughs> but we still have the Recon Force cameras. We still have the Recon Force 4K. We still have the Spec Ops, and I like to mention the Spec Ops primarily because I might be a little biased here, but I still think it gives the best black flash nighttime images in the industry. It absolutely does. I absolutely believe that. Yes. Because you get, uh, you know, you get into technology and, and try to dig in and really over-explain it. But the reality is we sell enough of those cameras for me to believe that there's a whole lot of people that think the same thing I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're in the market for a black flash camera and you feel like you've got to have it, but you really, really want that high-end picture quality still, the Spec Ops camera's for you. Yes. All right. We need to, no, I was just going to uh, say, we, we're going to still have the Defender cameras in line. From an accessory standpoint. Exciting we, new accessories, I might add. Yes, we did We did add uh, three new accessories to the line. We're still going to have the viewer. We're still going to have the card readers. We're still going to have the batteries and the SD cards. And I do want to give the SD cards and the batteries a quick mention. Yes, absolutely. Because I tell people all the time, those are the two most overlooked components of poor camera performance. People go out and will buy a case of batteries at their local economy store, store. Yeah, <laughs> for $5, and they can't figure out why their cameras don't work. And it's like, 
put some higher end cameras in, or put some higher end batteries in it. Our batteries are designed to work with our cameras. We've got the Class 10 SD cards, so everything everything that uh, you need to help make your camera perform at an elite level, you get out of our SD cards and our batteries. Yep. Now for the new accessories. Yep. We're going to do tree mounts this year. We're going to do T-post mounts this year. And we're going to do a field mount this year. Uh-huh. People have been asking for these things from us for a while now. The tree mounts are screw in. You get three in the pack. It, it, we didn't overthink it here. You know, you buy it. It's, it's coming in at an affordable price. So I might be misquoting myself here, but I think retail is going to be around twelve ninety nine, seventeen ninety nine, yeah. somewhere in the mid-teens for three tree mounts. Uh-huh. Uh, T-post mount. It's it. This is yeah. This is very specific application, mm-hmm. but people that have T post and the people that have T post have a lot of. Them. I do, and I'm. I can't right. I call it the gate plot. It's right off the pasture at the house, and right. I've got two wooden posts, but they're in the absolutely the wrong place, and nothing but T post between it. So I will yep, be getting it, a few of these. I was going to say it's got a nice little short arm to kind of get the mm-hmm. camera off of the fence post. It kind of extends out, not too far, but just far enough that. You're not you're not having any interference yeah. that you got to worry about, and then the other one, the field mount. I think our social media team will be excited about that. <laughs> yes, uh, it, it's built. It's really well put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, retail on that one's going to be around thirty four ninety nine, so it's coming in at a good price for. I use this, and it's the easiest example for me to use, and it's probably not the best example, but a water hole for pronghorns out west because there is yeah. nothing out there. And it's got the foot pegs on there, so you can just stomp it in the ground, yep. mount the cameras. It's got a dual camera mounting system, so you can put two cameras on it if you want to. And you can cover probably, as Mark and I were talking, oh. probably 270 degrees. Absolutely. So you get a lot of coverage with this thing. It'll, yep. it'll be super convenient. You know, and I, I use that western application, but, man, if you've got big food plots, I mean, a couple of acres, you could stick that thing in the middle of one of those and get some serious coverage on that oh, yeah. field. Mm-hmm. Especially if you get it out early and the deer get used to it, they aren't going to think anything about no, it. No, no, not at all. All right, so now, does that cover your accessories? Uh, well, yes, we got uh, SD card I, readers. Yeah, no, I mentioned the card readers. Did I you? said we still got those yeah. in the line. This is the new things are the mounts. Like I said, we still got the batteries, still got the SD cards. But the we, big news everybody's been asking for for the last five years here at the ATA show I'll back up for one second here. Yes. We do have a new security box this year. Oh, yes. It's a sub-micro series. Okay. That's all it is. It, 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 we, we get asked about that all the time because our original security box fit everything. Yeah. Except for the Defender cameras. Right. But now we have one that's actually a little smaller that's custom-made for the Strike Force and Dark Ops cameras. Okay. So, if, so, so if you were always worried about that little gap in there, there was no reason to worry about it, but we heard enough concern about it. We thought, ah, we'll go ahead and, and, and we'll add that to the line to – allow those people that use the sub-micro cameras to feel a little more secure about their box. Yeah. And now you want to you want to set me up on this one again? Yeah, so... We'll do a quick reset here. Reset. So, the big news for Browning Trail Cameras that we've been talking about, everybody's been asking about for at least three years. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah, at least three years. It's coming. Tell us what it is. I feel like I should, like, the T's should hang in the air for a minute here. Oh, yeah. And I should build it up. But I won't do that to everybody. <laughs> Uh, we have finally elected to get into the cellular camera game. Yes. Uh, it's going to be called the Defender Wireless. Uh, 
I will explain one of the reasons we took our time is because there are so many unique challenges when you start to add that new technology. We could have brought a cellular camera to market as early as maybe two years ago. That wasn't the issue. It was like all the back end, you know, because you would hear people when they ask about cell cameras, they were like, well, my phone contracts with U.S. Cellular or my phone contract is with uh, T-Mobile or my phone contract is with AT&T. There's so many providers out there. So we were looking for a solution that would allow people to use multiple cameras where they could consolidate plans. So we did a lot of things on the back end. Uh, and I think that now is the right time for us to do that because we've got a lot of it figured out. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do is I'll give you the background, I mean the, the, the back end, because this is the stuff people want to know. Everybody knows what the cell camera is. Yes. So it's going to be out there. You're going to be, we're going to have two versions of it. One of them is going to be AT&T. One of them is going to be Verizon. Mm-hmm. The only thing, only place that that matters is your farm. Which cell signal is best on your piece of property? Yes. Do you, is AT&T your better signal or is Verizon your better signal? So, yes, I could have an AT&T phone mm-hmm. and buy a Verizon yep, trail absolutely. camera. That is 100% they correct. They will send me photos. That is 100% correct. Yes. Because the way it's designed is, is all of the back end billing, all of the data plan will come through us. You do it through our server. Mm-hmm. And we've, the least expensive plan is like twelve ninety nine a month. But I, like I tell everybody, you can turn it off when you want to. There is no contract here. So if you're a turkey hunter and you've got it out in April, I use this as an example because everything goes back to turkey turkeys. Hunting. Of course. <laughs> you got it out in April, you want to know what kind of turkey action you got going on. May, turkey season's over. You don't really need to know in real time what the deer are doing. Yeah. You can turn off the plan. June, probably still don't need to know real time. Nope. You wait till September to your bow season kicks in to turn the plan back on. Uh-huh. So you got that flexibility. We built in all of these things to customize the experience for users to, if you got T-Mobile phone, you buy the AT&T camera. The other aspect that I'm not aware of anybody else that does this, but I don't want to say nobody else does it. I don't want to be so emphatic that I make myself look like a fool here because somebody may have introduced this at the show and I might not be aware. But to the best of my knowledge, we are the only people that have a plan in place where you can use multiple cameras. Now, right now, we're trying to determine what the limit is. We're at 10 plus is what we're telling people. Like, you can have 10, 11 cameras on the same data plan. Okay. And I'll use this as an example. I'll say, you go and you buy four AT&T cameras from us. You can put one in Texas. You can put one in Kansas. You can put one in Kentucky. You can put one in Missouri. They'll all be on the same plan. The only thing that matters is how much data you consume. Okay. So, regardless of, you know, where your, where your farms are, where your properties are, regardless of where they are, you can use all that. They don't have to, the cameras don't have to be able to talk to each other is my point. Okay. That's good. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, and one thing I do like to throw out there, I may have misspoke, not here, I think maybe on an earlier podcast. If you have an AT&T camera from us and you have a Verizon camera from us, you do have to have two separate plans for that package. Okay. Because all of our billing on the back end, when we actually go in and communicate with AT&T and Verizon on your behalf, if you buy each one of those cameras, we have to go we get billed from both of those companies. Right. So we have to do two separate data plans for that. But if you get all AT&T, one plan. All Verizon, one plan. Okay. All right. 
So well, we're pretty good, excited yeah. about it. Uh, yeah. there, uh, it, it is going to require, and this makes sense to most people because they understand that there's some electricity re- required for transmitting the images. 16 AA batteries. Uh-huh. The housing looks just like uh, most of your Recon Force cameras would, except it's a little thicker. Because you got to get eight more batteries in it. Right. And when's the release date? Did we just, we, I don't think uh, we've covered that. I don't know that we've given a hard release date. We're saying August 1st. Okay. Uh, you know, we hope to be a little earlier than that, but people start looking for it August 1st. And the reason we're targeting, the, targeting that is, you know, we might miss turkey season, but we aren't really sure how many people would use it for turkey season. We do know people would like to use it for bow season. So if people get one in August, then go out and get it out, and then when their bow seasons start to launch, because most of your bow seasons are going to start in September, that gives everybody time to get the camera, get it out, and use it for both seasons. Uh-huh. So that's kind of the, that's that that's our thinking there. I don't want to say August one is a hard date, hard in stone yet date, but that that's our target date right now. You talked, and I'm gonna back up. You talked about being able to turn on and turn off the plan. Is that just a phone uh-huh. call to Browning Trail Cameras? Is that a feature on the phone? I mean, on the uh, the camera itself to turn it on. You enter your. I will readily admit that my knowledge on that is going to be based on second and third party hearsay okay because i haven't actually i haven't actually turned off a data plan yet but my understanding is that you can execute that through the app on the mobile phone or tablet okay i don't think it's going to require a phone call okay so you're downloading an app yes and it, and it works on your it'll work on both mobile devices you can download it to a tablet or you can download it to your phone okay and, and the way that the transmission will work just to kind of give you a little more information is it'll send you the thumbnails and you can do like a, a, a video thumbnail too so you can look at the videos if you would like um you can download you can you know what you're going to see is the thumbnails but you can download the full hd versions of the video and that but it's going to consume your data yeah so my recommendation to people would be if you see something you want to save and you just don't have to have it right now keep an eye on that thumbnail and then when you go back to the camera you can actually get the high-res photo off the sd card Mm mm-hmm and then something else that I thought about as we were talking about it, that is a super cool feature, and this is another one of these where I don't want to say we are the only ones because somebody may have done this at this show too. I just am unaware of anybody else doing this. On this particular camera, which I think is probably the coolest feature that we've come up with in a while, you can push a button and change your camera from standard infrared to black flash. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Wow. I didn't know that. Did you know that? How cool is that? Talking to Andrea, the social media manager. <laughs> she just keeps staring at us like, don't drag me into this. That so, is an awesome feature. Yes. And and I and I double-checked with our engineer yesterday because I was like, is that right? And he's like, absolutely. I was like, that is so cool. That is so cool. Or how so, that, it, I didn't it, really pay attention to yeah, how that works. I, yeah, it, it's the, the different uh, – Different sets emitter, of bulbs. I'm, I'm going to say emitter is the right word that they used with me yesterday. Okay. Uh, but we have the 850 emitters and the 940 emitters both in the camera. Okay. So and you basically, when you hit the button, you convert it from one to the other. And the emitters are the the, the flash yeah, bulbs, right, basically. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I know I'm excited about that one. Yeah. I, th- I honestly. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate. We have uh, good relationships with people at Bowhunter Magazine and Peterson's Bow Hunting. Mm-hmm. So all of those people from those outdoor sportsmen's magazines that have stopped by, the media members are excited about it. Our TV yeah. partners are like, 
out of their minds over it. Out of their it. mind. So, like, everybody that has seen it, everybody that's seen it, gotten exposure to it, is, like, super thrilled about this. And we like to think that our fans, for lack of a better word. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the people that support us, that keep food on the table, that like to buy Browning truck cameras, we like to think that they're going to be just as excited when they are able so. to see it and get their hands on it. And you talked about uh, surveillance purposes, security. Oh, this yeah. is going to be big for that. Oh, people that have really a cabin you know, on their farm or their business or whatever it is to have, have or, that sent or to or you real time. Or if you have time. somebody like Carl Drake you need to keep an eye on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those shady break guys. Uh-huh. I know. I know. All right. Did we cover everything? Uh, I think that, yeah. I think so. Uh, again, we've got the full line on the website, browningtrailcameras.com. Uh, I don't know that we have posted all of the new cameras quite yet, and sometimes that is by design. We'd like mm-hmm. to make the announcements here, give our retail partners the opportunity to place the orders, and then we'll activate the website with the new products maybe a few weeks down the road. because. Okay. What has happened in the past if we did it simultaneously, a lot of people wanted to go ahead and start ordering them, and then we had to tell people, oh, sorry, we don't have it, sorry, we don't have it. So it just created a lot of duplicated efforts, and mm-hmm. we felt like it's just more fair to the consumers to have the product ready for them to get in hand. When we, right. So if you go to the website right now and don't see all the 2019 stuff, it's coming. Give it a few weeks. Yep, give it a few weeks, and it, it'll be there. After SHOT Show, most likely. Yeah, because after SHOT Show, we've still got some more people we need to get in front of to make sure that they understand what our inventory levels are going to be. And then after that, uh, probably another couple weeks, So, not, but not too long. Okay. Not too far off in the future. So mentioning SHOT Show. Yep. We're going to do, oh, another... we're going to do an announcement for that. Yes, too? we might as well. Oh, we're just breaking all the news <laughs> here today, aren't we? <laughs> well, Browning Trail Cameras, you're going you're to take over the podcast once again. At yes, the show. we are. We uh, we talked about it. Uh, the, the social media feedback's been fantastic. And we'll actually push these back through our social media platforms again. I'm, I'm sure that Derek will, too. Yeah. So we're going to push all of these back out uh, next week. So if you miss anything this week, uh, I've had the opportunity to go back and listen to a few of them already. I was mildly entertained. I might be a little biased, but, uh, you know, they don't take too much of your time. It's a good drive time laugh or two coming coming at you if you take the time to listen to them. But they went over so well, and everybody's enjoyed doing them so much that uh, we are going to come back at SHOT Show yeah. and do the same thing. SHOT Show Vegas, baby. SHOT Show, might, you might get some interesting answers. I might need to be tread a little more carefully on some of the questions <laughs> I ask out there in Vegas. People's inhibitions tend to go out the window, and uh-huh. you have to regulate things a little more out there. <laughs> Oh, well, so I'm we are coming back to, yeah. 2019 shot. We'll have Browning Truck Camels to do a takeover of the break podcast out there. Uh, I've already talked to Whitetail Freaks. We'll make a return visit uh, Addicted to the Outdoors. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Bradley Miller, who delivers an excellent podcast. Yes. If you get the opportunity, you sure need to do that one. I think his, I underestimated what his performance was going to be, <laughs> and he laughed at me after it was over. You think after somebody plays 14 years in the NBA. Yes. That, He's and been I, schooled on yeah, interviews. Yeah, he, he was very well schooled in that, so that turned out to be a great podcast. And, <laughs> and I don't, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, we'll get to do you guys. I mean, there's a few other people I've already talked to that are going to stop by. So, Well, we'll bring in some of the Mothership's staff members as well, Big yes. Browning's We'll try to drag Mr. Nielsen over there yeah. maybe and yep. see if we can't round up Shondi again. Try to maybe, because what I'd like to do there, we'll do part of uh, we'll, we'll reach out to our – brand family members and let them talk about their new guns and things yes because here at archery trade association uh they don't we don't display the guns or anything because they do all those launches at 
Shot Show. Yeah, Shot Show. So that'd be a good opportunity they, for us to let them introduce some of their new guns and new technologies and things to your audience here. Yeah, and I couldn't even give, get Shawnee to give me a little insight to what's coming. It's under <laughs> I think she's under threat of right now. Yes. It's like, come on, I won't tell anybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah. Really looking forward to that. So, Tom, I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. You do a great job as a podcast host. I may just uh, pass it on to you, and I'll just push the buttons here on this <laughs> laptop. Uh, well, I appreciate you uh, getting the equipment set up and being the fine executive producer that you are. I'd like to thank Andrea for uh, tolerating all of our silliness and making sure that all this gets up and on our social media crop properly because I don't think I could do it without her. So, Thank you, everybody, and we are signing off from ATA 2019. Once again, this was the Browning Trail Cameras Takeover, the Break Podcast, and we thank you all for listening. Y'all have a great weekend. This is Derek Dernberger, and you're listening to the Break Podcast.